All right. What is going on, everybody? One of the best times of year is back. Fantasy fishing is back. It's kicking off the year. The first Bassmaster Elite event of 2023, kicking off at Lake Okeechobee. Uh, been a minute since we've seen, I think, the Elites go back to Okeechobee. I want to say 2017. But uh, yeah. before we get into the event itself, we got the familiar Sears Angler crew, but we have some friendly faces joining us here, not only for tonight, but uh, joining us for the duration of the season. Uh, we'll kick it off here with our Sears Angler crew, me speaking here, Bailey Agbrett, the host of Sears Angler, and to my right is the captain, Mr. Andy Pohl. And uh, well, I should say, yeah, to my right, technically yeah. to my left, but uh, yeah. to my left here, Mr. Adam Deacon, host of Business from the Bass Boat. And uh, we'll let the folks at the bottom here introduce themselves. We'll start off with you, Brennan. Go ahead. Uh, my name is Brennan. My name is Brennan. I'm, a, I'm an Iowa native here in, of the cold north, and I'm looking forward to uh, playing some fantasy fishing with you guys and hopefully throwing out some good pick suggestions. Heck, yeah. I, I don't know why when you said, hey, I'm Brennan, I had a flashback to uh, – so, uh, something stepbrothers? from Step Brothers? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> when he's on stage, he's like, my man, Brennan. <laughs> There's nothing you're going to say about Step Brothers that I haven't heard a thousand times. So just, <laughs> sure. yeah, it's oh, my man. life, man. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Good. All right. And uh, last but not least, at the bottom left here, Mr. Alpha himself. Jake, introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Jake from State Farm. <laughs> that's right. Oh. Well, that's how this yeah, year's like, going to go. Just like Brennan. <laughs> Brennan. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I am a fantasy fishing rookie, and I think that I was picked because uh, you guys are going to beat up on me all year because I've never done fantasy anything, never fantasy football, none of it. So No way. Yeah. This no, would be never. fun. <laughs> I would be resisted. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known what I was getting myself into. Rookie, rookies always win fantasy. That's like yeah. the law. That's just how it goes. So I think you're just, you just can just ride out the year. You're good. It's so. true. You got some good insider info too with being tight with Brandon. I know. I, I, the problem with him is, is he's so like I don't know. I'm catching him. I caught like 14 four pounders today. I'm not sure the practice was worth anything. And you're like, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's practice my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, Deacon, I know this is one of your favorite parts of the year as well. Big fantasy fishing uh, fan. Any uh, any comments or anything before we start diving into today's show? Any outlook for the year? No, man, I'm excited. I, I'm really uh, excited with the Elite's schedule this year. I think uh, I've got some places like this, right, where they haven't been in a very long time in new places, and um, it just is exciting to me to start it somewhere else other than the St. John's, right? So uh, yeah. excited to uh, talk other places. Heck, yeah. Andy, any additional thoughts before we start laying okay. things out? I would say the same thing. I'm actually looking forward to, like, Seminole and – was it Murray is another lake they're going mm -hmm. to later on? Like, I'm excited for those because we don't know. So we're all going to have equal chance at those ones for sure. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know about equal chance. I was going to say, you say equal. We're all equals. All right. We all stink at this. This is a capitalist <laughs> country. We're not, we're like a, we, are, we are battling here. Now, yeah. Uh, Andy, you say besides me, but technically last year I got last, even though – I know. Points wise, yeah. So it was to lay things out for everybody. This if year, you we, haven't heard this. I said besides you because uh, you episode. won like traditional scoring, but in our golf scoring, you came in fourth out of four. So it was kind of funny how that worked. But who had like who had like the highest percentage 
in fantasy and during the lake last year. Like, like according to the dashboard of fantasy fishing, <coughs> Bailey, which and I got was? last in our group. <laughs> okay, what was the percentage? Uh, I was like, it was, was over ninety-five. 90s. I don't remember. I, what I was, was in nineties. Okay, that's yeah. solid. Solid. Yeah. Well, regardless, so what I was trying to say, we're going to lay this thing out this year in regards to we're going to do it by the book in regards to fantasy fishing points. We have our own little private group now that we're going to have everybody in, so we can track the points do things not the golf scoring way, but we're still going to have some fun with this in regards to, we're going to do fantasy fishing and we're going to do drain the lake as well. We did not do drain the lake last year um, and fantasy fishing. The winner of this year, uh, our friend over at Drunkwood, Mr. John King made a beautiful wooden crankbait trophy that says fantasy, uh, fantasy fishing on there. That is going, the winner is going to walk away with that trophy uh, in immense bragging rights until next season. And then for drain the lake, we're going to be doing a cool backpacker to the winner of that event. So for these shows going forward, we'll have fantasy fishing. We'll go through the picks, our predictions, uh, and our good friend, Mr. Logan, who will be joining us tonight to give out, give us a, a layout of what open shows will be like. So we'll get a little Bassmaster elite insider info of what the lake's looking like throughout practice. And once we go through fantasy fishing picks, we'll go through drain the lake. And that will be what the shows are going to look like for the year. But not only that tonight, we have some prizes available you guys that are up for grabs have our own little uh prize that we're gonna be giving away so make you make sure you guys are engaging that you guys are getting your comments in your predictions who you're taking who you might think might win aoi this year uh because we have some hobby shades up for grabs serious angler hoodie uh, a hat from do it molds a alpha angler hoodie and a business from the bass boat so a lot of cool stuff up for grabs tonight uh, make sure you guys keep throwing things out there we'll pick some winners and we'll get you guys sent some cool gear but uh fellas we start diving into the event of the year sure bailey your mic there was kind of doing some funky stuff is it want to reconnect or it was just like i don't know going in and out for half a second it wasn't horrible but just an fyi i got you okay well let's uh we'll start going around the room here deke if you want to lead it off what's your think uh, you know any preconceived notions or predictions for okeechobee yeah, I mean, I think uh, a great at least start to a breakdown of how you think guys are going to be catching them. Um, we had the Invitational there, right, last week. So a lot of coverage, a lot of live coverage with everything with that. Um, so I'm curious to see how much it changes, right? I mean, this time of the year, like, things are changing quickly. So I'm curious to see how much it really changes, but, like, great starting areas for anglers to at least look at right uh of where i mean during that jt kenny knows okeechobee very well and was talking about areas and um i'm sure the guys down there that have been there kind of recognize stuff so it's it's curious to see that's all public information right i mean it's all live fishing on the internet so i'm curious to see how much of that plays a factor um to me the chatter chatterbait played extremely well there like i guess it always does kind of around grass but my gosh i don't know how many of the top 10 but a bunch of them were throwing that thing so um i think your your chatterbait guys um something that was surprised to me with you know you always hear about okeechobee having less grass and sprayed and this and that like and i think that that's uh fairly true for the most part but um watching a guy like brett height find some offshore grass man and, and just, he's the best in one of the best in the in the world at doing that. And, um, he found some of that. And, um, I think another guy did too during that. So 
curious to see how that stuff plays out and uh, what stage of the you know spawn post spawn where where these fish will be heck yeah that was definitely a good mix of that andy what do you think uh i'm gonna say the same thing as deacon with the chatterbait but i think you're gonna see some wacky worm guys catch them too they usually do it okeechobee really well so it's um you'll have guys catching spawners in reeds and stuff but i don't know how many spawners there will be there's no full moon this week so the next full moon is March 7th, I think. So it's a couple weeks out. Yeah, nice warming trend. And, of course, they're getting hit with a subtle cold front this week. Not as bad as we're getting hit with in the hair chain, which doesn't make much sense to me. But that's neither here or there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, Brian Latimer had a successful uh, first two days. I know Joe would be throwing a wacky rig. Took mm-hmm. the finesse out of things. Yep. Brandon, what about you? Um, yeah, I, I think – it's going to be an interesting tournament because I don't know how much sight fishing is really going to play as much as maybe we thought it was um, before all this wind hit the area. So I'm curious to hear and see if, uh, you know, we get the water clarity. Maybe we were anticipating going into the event. I'm sure there's still some of it out there, Um, but maybe it's not going to play as well for those sight fishing guys. Like uh, maybe it would have without the wind. So we'll see all right, Boomer, what do you think? Uh, I kind of like – I think all three stages are probably going on. <clears throat> there was like Ty Al got 11th, I think, in that tournament last week, and he was throwing Sanko like Latimer. There was a lot of those guys that were catching those fish that kind of pulled up. If you look at it, I think they've got like three cold nights in a row, but that stops tomorrow night. So if there are fish that want to push, I would think – I mean, it may not make the full moon, but I was just in Florida last week, and I think Thursday and Friday it was like 67 like by nine o'clock and then by like one or two it was 75 water temps in the smaller lakes that we were on was there was some of there was over 70 so i would think there's got to be a wave of those things that can't handle it yeah i also think the tournaments that are kind of more blown out are the ones that it's not 100 percent sight fishing it's that first wave of pre-spawners that get active you know what i mean yeah, especially when you got them in the all three stages right now. If a guy like Deacon mentioned, like a, a Brett Height can that found fish offshore, uh, or you know, on, on grass, submerged grass, et cetera, throwing a chatterbait like he usually does, and you could find a mix of pre spawn and post spawners coming fish coming at you every which way. That's that's kind of ideal in this situation. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's it's Gonna be interesting to see a mix. We saw some comments coming in of the water's high, so there could be a chance where some people do some sneaky stuff, like your John Cox or your uh, your Keith uh, Keith Poche, who's new. Up, oh, I should say new back on the Elite Series this year. Um, but it's gonna be interesting. I I don't know to a full extent of how Florida fish act when when the cold fronts hit or any sort of dip. I don't know how major it has to be to shake things up. Sense. I know it goes. I'll pull up the weather here. Got the share screened. Let's see. Here we go. So we got tomorrow going to 80 degrees. And it rises every day Toasty. of the week until Friday being a nice balmy 90 degrees. Uh, consistent winds for the most part until Saturday where it drops 15 degrees from the high. But I think the key thing is it's it's the, the lower temps are actually higher than the previous days. So I don't know if that's going to affect them too much, but I think that the wind completely switching sides, like doing a full 180, 
might do something, at least uh, specific areas for guys, especially being at Northeast at 15. That yeah. could definitely shake some things up. I don't know what you guys think about that. I, I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't think that that does anybody <laughs> any good in that event. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like that. Especially, not. I think I think the kicker too, though, is that their practice day today, yesterday, was worthless because of the wind, and then today they had the post frontal after that wind. If you looked at the weights from the um, BPT that was going on at Kissimmee, I mean, I think I think twelve place was or twelve pounds was like mm-hmm. top twenty or even. I don't know. It was pretty good weight. It was horrible fishing. I tried to watch the BBT. It was so boring because nobody was catching any fish. So practice is like a throwout, right? Mm. They're going to get one maybe baseline day tomorrow. So I think I, I think that the, the weather, they're just – somebody's going to be sitting on a group of them, and they're going to, like, move up under their boats and blast them. That's <laughs> what I would think. Swimming that guy that had the worst <laughs> practice ever is going to win the tournament. Yeah, a guy that just goes fun fishing on day one that doesn't really have a plan set in place. Yeah, I, I also think based on the the conditions of the lake, I, I understand it's high right now. I wonder how much uh, local advantage that takes away. That's what I'm most curious to see. Some, I think, some of these Florida guys like, you know, a Scott Martin, uh, guys of that caliber with that experience in that area. Um, how important is that in this event when the lake's totally different? Man, I, I think I, I can I go both ways on that, Brennan. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably disagree with you just because I think that a good portion, I don't know, I, I don't know what percentage it would be, but of the Elite Series field has spent a good amount of time on Okeechobee, but with the changes in the grass, I mean, my thought process is if there are those those sneaky backwater areas, how guys can get to one of the guys in the um invitational is fishing a pond. JT Kenny knew exactly where it was and was like, Oh, this is a pond that you can only access when the water's high. So I almost think maybe there are times like where that local advantage comes into play just because you're like, Hey, this stuff normally doesn't play at all, but it can because the water's high. And I've known this because I've been here, but I don't know. Just thought I I completely agree with you. I picked Scott Martin. So (laughs) let's get that out there right away. But yeah, it it will be your picks already. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I got, I got a Spoiler alert. All right. Well, before I think we... he's like 80% owned too. It was it's like C. Maybe, man, play the odds, you know, go yeah. down with everybody else. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah. If, so, if someone in that bucket does better than, than Scott, somebody's going to be making hay. That's for yeah. this for dang sure. But before we get into our picks, we have uh, our Elite Series correspondent, is what we'll call him for the season. Here tonight joining us, Mr. Wes Logan. What's going on, buddy? What's up, guys? How are y'all? What's up, man? Good, man. Doing good. Well, dude, I know you're in the heat of practice, and uh, I know we talked about it on the show you're on of recent. Uh, but one, appreciate you joining us for the season, giving us a little insider information on to what the heck the lake is looking like that week. So uh, if you could lay it out for us and the folks, uh, dispose of whatever you'd like, you know, what's, what are the conditions, how the lake go and what's, how's the fishing, that sort of deal. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, everybody knows it's pretty much a mud hole right now. I mean, you've got like, I would say there's four to five parking lots on the lakes, what I call them. Cause I mean, you can literally just pull up and you can almost walk across the boats between us and locals and shiner boats. And I mean, somebody may, find some fish in some dirty water. I just, 
if they do, they're going to blow the tournament away because they'll be all by themselves. Um, but I mean, I just don't really see it happening. I don't, it's never happened before. So I really don't see it happening again. Uh, I think the interesting thing that's going to, you know, it's, it's no way to know until it happens is if the same thing's going to happen to us as what happened with the, you know, the invitational tournament where, you know, they were kind of bad mouthed and that practice was horrible. Weather sucked. And then all of a sudden they rolled up and instead of catching nine pounds, they caught 23. Um, now, the only thing about that is, is their weather was a lot worse than ours is right now uh, leading up to that. And they were coming up on a full moon. So it's almost like that terrible weather, rain and cold kind of held all those fish back. And then their off day was real hot. The next day was real hot and they just kind of flooded through there where, okay, they've already done that major push. So how many are, I mean, obviously Okeechobee's full of bass, but how many are left to just, you know, like kind of flood in those areas to where, you know, 75 of the people catch them. I don't know if that's, if that's really going to be a thing or not. Uh, could be, I don't, I don't really know. I'm not, not a huge Florida guy. I don't really know how those waves work. And I heard one of y'all mention earlier, um, somebody made, they may just swim up under somebody's boat. And I really think that's probably how it's going to go down. <laughs> so somebody's just going to run into him. It's just going to be whoever has their, makes the right decision on day one. Nothing has practice to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I think practice has got some to do with it because I mean, you got to kind of, from from my aspect of practice, like I need I need a bait that I've got some confidence in. I like to kind of know, like, hey, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Like, okay, that's set up the same way. I've gotten three or four different bites, kind of like a pattern, but a pattern within an area, I guess, kind of would be what from a from a practice standpoint. Do I care if I catch, you know, five pounders every time I get a bite? I mean, yeah, that would be nice, but it's, you know, unrealistic. So I mean, just kind of getting bites right now, I think, is a positive. The, it, I don't really think that it matters if they're, you know, twelve inches or six pounds right right now, because I think you could catch either one in the, on the same cast. Like it there's nothing that makes it be good for a six and not for a twelve incher or, you know, vice versa. So that's that's the cool thing about Florida and down here, but it's also aggravating from our standpoint, trying to dial something in um, with practice. And I mean, like y'all were talking about right before I got on the weather is it's so unpredictable down here. It's predictable, but you'd never know how bad it's going to affect them or, you know, lack thereof. So it's just a, it's literally just get out there and kind of see what the day gives you and you know, what's going on. But I will say yesterday was a complete waste of time. <laughs> right. there, there's not many times where i've wasted 12 hours on a body of water but i think yesterday was that day because <laughs> when i tell you when it blew it blew like unbelievable and it never stopped like oh, fun it just and there's no i mean you have no way to get out of it and, and i mean maybe some guys found some stuff yesterday uh i mean i called a few but it i mean was it random probably um for sure. I don't know, but from a fantasy standpoint, I mean, it's hard not to go with your, you know, your traditional Florida guys. Um, and I think this one more so than other ones that we've had in the past, like St. John's, because St. John's kind of sets up more as a river, and you had the guys that have done good there historically. Here, I think the the Florida expertise, you would call it, I think it's going to come into play a lot more um, just with – 
maybe knowing a little something different, like a way to throw a bait or, you know, kind of what to look for a little bit different in a big crowd. I think that's going to be a big deal that, you know, some somebody that's not from here goes in the area. It's like, yeah, I got some bites in here, but there's a difference in just somebody going in there getting some bites and a Florida guy or somebody that's really good down here knowing why he got the bites there and if they decide to move or where they're going to move to. Or, you know, if they were out here in the open, where they're going to move to, like, under some mats or something like that. So, I think that's why I would go with the traditional Florida guys that do good down here. And not saying they're from Florida, but just historically have done very well down here. I got I got a question for you, Wes. With, right. with, with how uh, muddy everything is getting, is it going to – I mean, it's Florida, right? Like it always, there's always concentrations of anglers. But do you think it's going to concentrate guys even more? Uh, it'll be i'm gonna go on a limb and say it's probably gonna be the worst that's ever been seen on bassmaster live of how many boats on top of each other like it's worse than party cove uh, there's gonna be two party coves (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i got a question wes if uh, if that's the case, do you think it'll be the guy that has the fish rise up under him, or it'll be the guy that finds that clear water nobody else found? Oh, there's a chance. I mean, somebody's going to find something. I mean, th- there's dude, there's a hundred and however many of us, and we're all. Well, I'm not going. I'm not going to put me in the category. We're all. They're all really good fishermen. Like, dude, they're going to you know not have to go to the most obvious stuff. Somebody's going to find something. I just don't know if you can find something way far back in an area that's got enough concentration for four days to win now can you have a really good tournament absolutely 100 percent um but just the i think the thing about being on the lake and being you know close to one of those real community areas is the opportunity for a huge wave to pull up and instead of catching you know solid three and four there's a chance to have five sixes like weaver did on day two like it's just the opportunity is there for somebody, and all it takes is five casts. Like, I mean, and it can happen fast. I mean, I mean, I was watching live the other day, dude. He had 20 pounds in like 10 minutes. So, like, when you're around them and they're back, like, it don't take no time at all. And I mean, that's, that's going to happen again. Like, y'all are going to be watching live, and somebody's just going to be on bass track. You'd be like, God almighty, dude, he landed on them. And he may know they were there, and he may not. He may roll up and thought he was going to catch 10 pounds, and it's, his first bite's a seven-pounder, like. And that, I mean, when it's your time, it's your time. But I mean, that—that's how the whole tournament fishes, or it's gonna fish. I know it is. I mean, I've seen it. I've fished down here two or three times, and it's always been like that. I've never done great, but you just go into some areas where you got some bites and hope for the best. And I mean, I think that's what everybody's really gonna do from from the doc talk that I've kind of. I don't really listen to it, but you know, I have some buddies that I talk to, and it's you know kind of the same consistent consensus across the board. I think. Right. But somebody, I can assure you, there's somebody that knows what what's going on. I mean, I'm not going to say no names, but somebody's got an idea of what to do to catch a better than average size bag consistently. Right. Well, Wes, last question. We'll let you go. Appreciate your time, man. Um, what do you think it's going to take a day to win? Mm, on an average, I'd say 20, 21, 22. Okay. Somebody's still getting up in that 80 to 85 range. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll, ta- it'll take around 80. Uh, it's not going to take less. I mean, they're, they're, they're just big ones live here. And, I mean, right. it's we're going to have the weather uh, for it to happen. Now, 
if the tournament would have been practice weather, I'd say 80 would probably be put like 80 would be a real high end of winning. But with the weather we're going to have, everything's going to calm down. The wind's going to shift around on us, but it's still it's still going to be warm like in the night. So, I mean, it's it's not really going to knock them in the head. So I, I think that's a safe bet. Gotcha. Cool. Well, Wes, seriously appreciate you joining on, especially during practice week. I know how uh, focused you guys like to be, but uh, seriously, it means a lot for you to join us here. Give us some insider info. I know the folks watching and listening at a later date so really appreciate it, and we're all rooting for you this week, man. Yes, yeah, sir. I appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, you too. Right. Yeah, knock them dead, dude. We're going to try, Bye. buddy. Thank you. See you. Always good getting Wes on and appreciate him joining on these these shows. Hopefully uh gives you guys a little bit extra info, not just a bunch of jabronis on here talking fishing, but armchair somebody, quarterbacks, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but somebody who's been on the lake that uh, can give you some more insightful information beyond what our predictions might be. But fellas, I think we should start getting into uh the picks here. Okay. Yeah, with Wes, with Wes coming on, I mean, I think this is a game changer having having that insight at the event in practice. Like, I know I'm gonna bite my tongue so bad. I'm gonna be like talking about how one thing, is completely, and then literally it's gonna cut to Wes, and he's gonna be like, "Yeah, man, absolutely none of that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you <man>. thought? <laughs> well, before uh, we. Uh, Sorry, I'm like getting ready to change a couple picks before you start. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like a team bass pack in here saying I bet half of you guys are changing your picks. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me let me subtract 25 pounds from my weight prediction real quick. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. That's Who's good. Well, went heavy all the time last year. Was it Bart? Bart always went heavy. Yeah, he was optimistic, which I like. Look, I love be people who are optimists, but like it wasn't even close to realistic. It'd be like 10, 12 pounds over every <laughs> oh, I think for Pickwick, he said like 107, and I think it was like 68 and change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pickwick, he's like oh, 135 no. pounds. It's <laughs> going absurd. But before we get into the picks, I'm going to start my picks off for the show in regards to I'm picking Jack Hartzell to win a serious angler hoodie. Uh, with his comment saying, Wes, you're my bucket E pick. Positivity, man, in all caps. Don't make me change. Let's do it. Does, does Wes have positivity in No, that's why I love this comment. <laughs> Wes can be positive. He's all he's all show. I hope he's yeah. still listening right now because yeah, calling out. But uh Jack, congrats. You're gonna win a Sears Angler hoodie. Get in touch with us. Send us your shirt size and address to send to, whether email or social media. We'll get that sent out to you. And guys, we still have Hobie Shades, a Do It Molds hat, Alpha Angler hoodie, and a Business from the Bass Boat hoodie up for grabs. So keep those comments coming. Appreciate everybody that's been engaging tonight. It's been awesome. And uh, boys, let's start getting into our picks here. I did remove my picks to try to like keep some suspense in here. I have them written down here. I'm not just going off what you what you guys are selecting. I promise. Um, but let's uh, let's bring it up right here. There we go. All right. So let's uh. Last year we started A to E. This year let's go. Uh, let's go E to A. Oh, um, let's go around the room. You know, Boomer, you're, you're the other Yo. freshman on camp for the show. We're uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna, we're going to kick start it off with you. Who is your your Do pick to, for bucket E? Bryant Smith, Roseville, mm-hmm. California. Mm. 
What, what is there any reason beyond Bryant, or is it favorite? Uh, the favorite <clears throat> that might have something to do with it. <laughs> well, yeah, he's my travel partner for the last two years, uh, and I won't get long winded at all my picks because we could be here all night. But uh, I have this theory about rookies from the West Coast in California because every time Bryant and I went to Florida, we uh, we top ten, and I think it's a Florida thing with West Coast anglers. I don't know what it is, but Brett Height's a great example. You know what I mean? He he won Okeechobee. Yeah. yeah, Lucas. And so, uh, but I also, what I like about him is the fact that he's having a horrible practice. I think that's a big deal. <laughs> it's that's always like that. <laughs> I do. He, he made a comment one time after a tournament that he, uh, or he practice day, he said something, he made a move to something just off the wall. And I said, why'd you do that? And he goes, cause I went eight minutes without a bite and it upset me. It's like, what? <laughs> I love that. It's like eight the minutes. best mindset in a bass tournament or bass fisherman I've ever seen. So. Brian Smith. That's awesome. And if he's watching, you better not suck, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably laying in the back of his pickup truck right now. Like he's literally standing in the back of his truck. I love that. It's like, like a Polonic with the Tundra sweets. He has no friends there. He's probably like barbecuing a hot dog and eating half a bag of salad. So I know he's watching. In a bag. He's he's only got one thing on his mind. So yeah, Brian. I dig it. All right. Well, we'll keep going down the road here with uh, Brennan. What's your pick? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, bucket E for me. I, nothing really jumped out at me. Um, that was super astonishing. or got my heart rate up. Um, I went with Justin Hamner on this one. Um, if you look at his track record in Florida, it's, it's actually really solid. Um, I, I don't know the guy, um, but I, I think he's got a, a kind of a calm demeanor. Maybe I'm wrong. I think that sets up good for a Florida fisherman. Slow down, uh, just kind of ice through the veins, fish slow, and ride it out, grind it out. So I'm going with Justin Hamner and E. Heck yeah. Andy? Yeah, I'm taking a little ball of hate and Wes. I just, <laughs> yeah, he just, um, he has probably more experience at Okeechobee than probably anyone in groupie, I would think. Because he went there at the FLW tour too, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, the tour he had he did yeah. he had a good finish there. Um, uh, I had it pulled up what, like twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen was the last time FLW. Yeah, they were there. there in seventeen and in eighteen, and he finished like somewhere decent. I want to say like close to a top ten, maybe. Yeah, I'll take thing. I'll take a top thirty or a top forty out of my groupie to start the year. So I'm going with Wes. I, I love that you just said Wes had a top ten there. Before and Wes is like, I never done good there before. <laughs> all right, not not top ten. He finished thirty second. Yeah, I'll in, take that all day. In uh, I, I, in twenty eighteen. Yeah. All right, all right. G- give me that top thirty ish out of a groupie groupie, and I am happy. There you go. So, Kick, yeah. Kickstart the year, especially a groupie pick for sure. Yeah. Uh, my group E pick. I'm going with Steve Kennedy, who is a very fifty fifty <sighs> pick when it comes to fantasy. Yeah. But oh, we got Brian Smith in here. That's part you called it, Boomer. <laughs> That's awesome, Brian. Yes, good luck this week, buddy. He just <laughs> wants a free sweatshirt, and he's not getting it. <laughs> I love it, man. You know he's sitting in his oh, job. Awesome. This is great. That's awesome. Well, I, I'm going. I'm going Steve Kennedy uh, for the reason. If you actually look at Steve Kennedy's history at Okeechobee, he always is top thirty. I think his slowest finish is like thirty first. Uh, he's had really? like a 12th, the 17th. Yeah. Uh, for whatever the reason, the dude vibes with Okeechobee. Now that I picked him, it's he's probably going to suck. Sorry, Steve. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm riding with Steve for the first pick. 
First swim jigs too, though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Swim jig fishermen, and they, last tournament got one on the moving baits. Mm. Uh, yeah, the jig was – they're eating it too in that. I mean, a lot of guys were – either it was either a chatterbait or a jig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like- the dude knows how to swim stuff through the water column for real. <laughs> Problem. Deke, round us out for Group E. Man, and not just because he's on here now – now uh, maybe that's Jason things, but I got I got Bryant Smith as well, man. Um, the guy's a, a hammer on the Delta and has done fantastic fishing across the country. And man, they they know how to read read vegetation really well on the West Coast. And I know it's it's a little bit different with Florida and going slow and all this and that. But um, look for him to uh, to shock some people. I think. <laughs> so he says I called it. He can't resist Kennedy. <laughs> Did I pick Kennedy a lot last year or something? Yes. Yeah, you did. Kennedy and Justin Atkins. Like, where you I did pick Atkins a lot last year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're like, he's going <laughs> to. <laughs> you got to ride with your confidence, man, whether it works or not. <laughs> oh, it didn't pan out great, but hey, it was a decent year. All right. <laughs> let's get. <laughs> oh, man. I missed this. I missed being back doing fantasy fishing shows. All right. Group yeah. D. Kick it off, Boomer. Group B. Well, uh, Brennan probably knows what this one is because I picked Welker, Welcher. Cal Welcher. Any any specific reason why? I just I don't know why, but I, I think the dude's a, a machine. He actually didn't finish last year very strong. He had a couple ups and downs, and I think it really bothered him. I love that about uh, bass anglers, but I do. I think he's. I love the that saying. I'll never forget that when he said that. He goes, "If I get on something, my favorite thing to do is." Go do something else. <laughs> that's just that's the best saying I've ever heard for a basketball. I love that. So, yeah, I didn't look up any of his finishing. <clears throat> Brian's going to bed. <laughs> the Silverado <laughs> Suite is calling. <laughs> that's what he calls the Silverado Suite. I love it. I love it. Yep, Brennan. Uh, I think Welcher's a great pick. That uh, that one had my eye for sure. I think. D, there's there's a couple good ones out here, a couple of good options. I went with something different though. I went with Josh Douglas. Uh, a lot of FLW experience here. He's not a hot pick in this bucket, uh, under one percent owned, but I think he's kind of a sleeper. Um, honestly, when I play fantasy fishing, I'm just trying to kind of escape Florida alive. Um, it, it's probably the toughest part of the season, at least to me. So I'm trying to escape it alive, but also put a, a pick out there that you know, might be able to gobble up some points against the rest of the field. So I'm going with the guy under 1% owned, Josh Douglas. I love it. I love hey, it. Hey, don't, don't you guys think the D is like the worst bucket? For, it should be the E bucket. D like, t- was my hardest bucket to choose. Yeah, okay. E, there's usually like one kind of shining star or diamond in the rough, and then D gets brutal. Right. C, like there's <laughs> a lot of like decent picks too. That gets tough. And then mm-hmm. A is hard, right? A is the hardest, really maybe, hammer. too. Yeah. They all are super hard. <laughs> A's just super stacked. Yeah. Uh, who, who are you going to swing with? Like, you know, that's just the not picking a person A that's going to crash. That's basically the challenge for A. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that pick, though. I do like that Douglas pick. Andy, what about you? I'm, I'm torn between two, and I keep going back and forth on it between. Cliff Prince and John Cruz because Cruz tends to do good in Florida. He's always good for a big fish or two. And I'm sure Cliff Prince has gone down there. I think he's actually had a couple good finishes there. So I yeah. keep going back and forth. I, I think I'm going to take Cliff Prince. I'm I'm riding strong Florida this tournament just because it's Okeechobee. So I'm taking Happy locals. Cliff Prince. Yeah. 
Yep. I, I'm going to go right back behind you, Andy, and also pick Cliff Prince for the fact that, uh, like Wes talking about, it's, it's a mud hole right now. And I do think that having a little bit more experience than the most, like than the rest of the field in regards to Florida, I mean, you guys seen it with St. John's River. Every time they go down there, he's basically a lock for top 20. Um, and the guy, like Andy mentioned, he's had a great history on Okeechobee. He's done well there in the past several times. Uh, so I'm going to go with a little, you know, regional bias here and take another Floridian with Cliff Prince. Deacon, what about you? I dig it. I'm glad Andy didn't pick the same as me, but um, I, I looked at Cliff Prince. I also looked hard at Welcher, um, but my my final pick uh, was John Cruz, man. I think the guy's just a killer and uh, can slow down really well. He's a veteran, right? He's been here a long, long time. Tends to do well in Florida. And uh, that's that's my pick for D. Heck yeah. All right, moving on to group C. Boomer, what you got? Uh, I mailed it in, went Scott Martin. I have a feeling we're having consensus across the board at Scott Martin. Lord. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's just no, like, I mean, it's a a good group, but uh, that was my mail it in for local dominance pick. Like, I'm not a big fan of local dominance a ton. I think the, the elites have proven that the last couple of years, a lot of, Locals aren't are starting to win a little bit more, but there's a lot of bombs too. But for sure, I mailed that one in, and it's sixty seven percent. I mean, Kyle Welcher would tell me to take that bet because he's a gambler, <laughs> right? That's <laughs> for sure. That's fair, Brandon. What about you? Yeah, oh, wait, you mentioned Martin. Yeah, I'm, I'm Scott Martin, dude. I mean, I have this kind of like thirty percent rule in my head that if uh, if the percent owned in a bucket is over thirty percent, like unless there's another angler in that bucket that I think is like a crazy dark horse. Um, I'm, I might consider that. Otherwise I'm taking that guy that's over 30%. In this case, we got a guy that's almost 70. So uh, I don't, I'm not even going to think about it. And I'm taking Scott Martin. Mm-hmm. Andy, what about I, you? Couldn't you argue though, that Brian Schmidt is really good at grass fisheries in Florida. For sure. But yeah. uh, he won there. Yeah. He's won there. I know. He, he also took second there in 2018. It's so hard to bet against Scott Martin, and this is another group that I constantly like flip back and forth on. And I'm gonna go Brian Schmidt because Scott Martin just loses way too many fish on trocar hooks. So <laughs> I, um, I, I can't, I can't take Scott Martin. Boom! Yeah, Andy with a bomb, boom roasted. Oh, Andy! Like, um, I'm sorry. Like it was painful last year. Not man. a trocar guy, huh? Yeah, no, it was no. painful to watch him lose all those fish in a Apaca. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, like, and I just feel like the same thing is gonna happen. Like, he's gonna get a big one. It's gonna come off because. Of hey, here's a here's a question for everybody. Just I want to pose this question. Do you? We talked about like home field advantage. Uh, Lee Livesey, Lake Fork, Scott Martin, Lake Okeechobee. Do you have the same confidence, same level of confidence you do with Lee Livesey at Lake Fork than you do Scott Martin on Okeechobee? Absolutely not. No. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, because I gotta... Florida is a different animal. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Lee is just fishing so good right now, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Scott Martin's just kind of been plagued with like bad stuff happening. And and maybe it's because we get to see it all through his you know through his content, but um, yeah, I feel like that dude's just had like a lot of tough breaks, a lot of things not go his way. So 
We'll see. You should probably get off those hooks. Just saying. Like I actually I also, used trocar hooks at one point, and oh gosh, they're terrible. <laughs> I, I honestly think that if Scott Martin landed every fish that he lost, he would have won the Harris Chain for sure. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Because oh, yeah. you saw you saw several of those fish he had. They were some damn biggins. Just, I mean, we felt for. I mean, that, that. Well, let's let's let's. This you guys are never going to be sponsored by Trocar. No, no, no. <laughs> no we're okay. Hey, hey. We're okay uh, practice hooks. They could be your practice hook sponsor. <laughs> I'm not like. If you want a hook that doesn't catch fish, here's the hook for you. <laughs> Some hooks that I don't have issues with with theirs, but but with that, how wide of a gap that that makes into a fish's mouth, I just don't like the punt how it punches a hole a lot of the time. To me. Yeah, and let's just let's just put it on the record here. That was not a dig at Scott. Scott no. is a very great angler. It's yes. a dig at the, the hook. That, that's yeah. all. Just and they the flex. The like, flipping they're just hook, not, that is the dig. They're just not good hooks for the yes. trophy for the big hook. Yes. I've used the drop shot hooks. I actually don't mind the drop shot hooks, but the flipping hook, I agree. stay away. I like the drop shot so. hooks. Yeah. Well, I, I am also, once again, uh, picking the same thing as Andy here. But I'm going Brian Schmidt. Uh, out of the pure fact that uh, what we talked about earlier with uh, with Deacon mentioning there could be that grass bite where someone finds them wadded up, find some pre-spawners, find some post-spawners, get a mix of them, find a chatterbait bite. I think that screams Brian Schmidt. He's done so well here. Every time you have grass like Lake Okeechobee sets up, Brian Schmidt is going to be a player. You saw that with the Harris chain last year. Uh, too much confidence riding on that guy to to do well in this event. Uh, and his his confidence is actually just kind of impressive. Like it's almost uh, to a point where it's intimidating. Um, so I, I'm riding with Brian Schmidt on this one as well. Deacon, what about you? Man, the only thing that's uh, I'm in this in this bucket. This is probably the clearest picture, right? I mean, to to Brennan's point in fantasy fishing, there is a legit thing, right? When when it's a high percentage pick, most of the time it's going to favor you. The vast majority of the time to go in that that percentage. There's only two picks in my head, and it's the one we've, we've been discussing, right? It's been Scott Martin or Brian Smith. My question to you guys, looking at the forecast, do we have a bunch of wind, or is the wind over and the water's muddy and all it's going to do is clear from now, or are we going to continue to have wind in practice and into the derby? Hey, I mean, you saw it on the forecast. Yeah, I don't yeah, think there's going to be a wind. Yeah, it, look, it looked like everything. I mean, like, max was like 16, so um, – I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to be overly windy. Well, what I've learned so far in my few days fishing here in Florida is that it's very like New York, where if you see a weather prediction, chances are if you (laughs) 180 that, that is what you're actually going to get. (laughs) So who knows? Who knows what we're going to have? Honestly, I think showing that weather forecast is probably a waste of time because it'll change (laughs) in like an hour when we get off this show. (laughs) Right. So I got to say I've learned two things already in my first fantasy fishing pick. Uh One... I went first so that all you guys at the end can we, check, we. take picks. And then Adam's at the end, and he's taking all of our advice. No. <laughs> you know how Adam he, does. he is the one who said that he didn't have his picks set when he became Oh, my. Okay. We, we, why don't Andy's we switch people the order? That's great. Boomer, you've never played fantasy fishing. Why would I go off of your advice? Ooh. <laughs> That's a true story. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you this one thing. Feisty. You know Brian Smith is, or Brian Schmidt, sorry, is what we call a zero percenter. And in this scenario, if he finds him in the grass, he will leave zero percent uncaught. He's that Mm -hmm. kind of guy. Zero percenter. I dig that. That, That's my pick. You don't fish behind him. 
If that dude's got a swim jig in the grass, go somewhere else. <laughs> you pull up Peace. Ryan Smith yeah. over there. You're like, yeah, I'm good. See you later. <laughs> yep. See you. Peace. It's like yep. Jason Christie. Yep. Nope. I ain't catching bass behind him. Nope. Yep. Nope. All right. So Deacon, you said you're going to Brian Schmidt. I am. Yes. Sir. <laughs> All right. That leads us to group B. Boomer. Sorry. I'm behind. I'm trying to figure out a way to get it at the end of all your guys' picks. Let's say I gotta go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> we uh, I picked orders. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Just kidding. You can go I'm last. just kidding. No. We'll take it easy on it, Rick. I wouldn't change my picks. I picked Hallman. Oh, I like that. Ooh. I like that pick a lot. Yeah. The one thing that you, if you guys ever noticed at the first tournament, the rookies come out swinging, but he's won in Florida before. He's won there. Stick guy. You know what I mean? He has he doesn't get hung up in any of the excitement. I think he did in the opens there towards the end, but I think it was more about he just didn't want to endure another year. But uh I think that dude is right as rain, solid. It's gonna be pretty interesting to see how he does this year because his for folks who may not know, he was on the Elite Series formerly. So this is him making his reintroduction to the Elite Series Revenge Tour, uh, getting back to show he belongs. I, I'm pulling for him. Holmes a great dude. Yeah. I think I think it's it could set up pretty good for him. Yeah. I like that pick a lot. Brennan? Yeah, Holman was on my radar as well. Um, I did kind of go with a, a layup here, uh, or what I believe to be a layup in Greg Hackney. Um, great history in Florida. Um, I, I will say I've heard he's got some experience on Okeechobee um, in some high water states. Um, I, I think that's great knowledge to have, being that the lake is, what, like four feet high or so right now. Um, and from what I understand, he's got experience on the water at that water level. I got to believe that's um, some sort of an advantage. And he's just a wizard around grass and uh, with a flipping stick in his hand. So going mm-hmm. Greg Hackney. Andy? It's a great pick. Same. I um I can't bet against Hackney when there's big fish in grass in a flipping stick. He also just starts so hot too yeah. every season. Like oh, he yeah. just starts super hot. Yeah. Well, yeah. kind of just I, I really don't know what to say now because I'm also picking Greg Hackney. So I don't really know what to say <laughs> that you guys haven't said. So I'm right. just gonna lay it out that I'm going with Hackney and Deacon. <laughs> just round us up then. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I had a smidgen of, of Holman just because he he won here in 2016, right? Mm-hmm. Punching, and um, I mean, I think that he is 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 stout and will do very well. But uh, I'm I'm playing the numbers game on this one, and, I, and I'm going to Hackney. Oh my gosh, we all have the same picks. Another good one, I think, would have been Jay Pow too. Jacob Peraznik, I think, was stout, and then I, again, I think Holman was a great choice. So this right here is a sneaky pick too, of Clifford Perch. You talk about a guy that's good around big fish. For sure. That dude's a hammer on big fish. He might be a Southwesterner, but that man can punch. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I can I say who won the Alf Angler sweatshirt? Yeah. 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 That, this Jim Johnson dude is cracking me up. <laughs> Andy yeah, ain't wrong. Good. He drops more fish than Verizon does calls. <laughs> Wait, where? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Where was this? What, what is that? Oh, dude, that he's had three or four of them. I already wrote him down like 20 minutes ago. The dude's hilarious. <laughs> dude, yes. you're the winner. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Jim, Jim, get in touch with us, dude. Jim that's is a awesome. avid awesome. Uh, live stream. Uh, yeah, he tunes in all the time. Thanks for the support. Yeah. So, yeah. Boomer, being that you're new to the show, Jim Johnson is, is on here on every single show, and there was a running joke. We'll see if this is test true for this year, but yeah. last year, whoever Jim picks – 
sucks that event <laughs> it just tried and yeah. true it, and so he throws got, them all too in the comments yeah. he tells who he's picking and it's like oh great like i gotta change my pick because he's taking them like, yeah we we will change our picks if it's the same as jim's that tells you <laughs> the, the one i wrote down that cracked me up the, the first was my bucket e victim is mike iconelli <laughs> yep that's what we're referring to yeah oh that's awesome oh, i love Nick. it yeah well jim Get in touch with us. We'll uh, we'll get your stuff over to Boomer. He'll send you an Alpha Angler hoodie. Send over your your size as well. Heck yeah! Awesome. All right, who who are we? Oh, we were getting into Group A, right? We finished Group B. Yeah, am I correct in that? Okay. All right, Group A, Boomer. Yeah, this is dumb too. This is like a smorgasbord of Florida hammers. You could throw a dart at it, but I like Drew Cook. Mm. Not a lot of talk there. That's weird. Mm. No, any yeah, reason why Drew Cook? <laughs> uh, I think it's career based with a lot of these guys. Like uh, Cox is kind of like he, you know, he might be at the top, or but he's amazing. But Cook is, uh, I think Cook is hungry. And then after that win last year on San, I think it was Santee. Um, and then I've kind of been following some of his social stuff. I think the dude is. He's like at that bottom curve, like Polinick was at when he he popped his first one, and then after that, it's. I feel like this one's he's a local, you know. He's not a local, ish. but ish local ish. Yeah. yeah, he's good friends with Benton, who Benton's, you know, he made it into the uh, FLW tour with a win on Okeechobee years ago. That's how he started. Heck they yeah. share information. Yeah, I'm a Cook fan. Okay. Well, really fast before we get to Brennan's pick, uh, Boomer just selected the winner for his Alpha Angler hoodie. We still have Hobie shades, a Do It Molds hat, and a Business from the Bass Belt hoodie up for grabs. So keep those questions coming, keep the comments coming. You guys are, are killing it tonight with some of the comments. But uh, Brennan, take it away. Yeah, this one was tough. Um, I had I was torn between Drew Benton and Brandon Luster. Um, Drew Benton, I believe, has a W here. Um, a lot of, lot of experience on Okeechobee. Uh, I, I think this event sets up incredibly well for him, but I am going to go Brandon Lester. Mm-hmm. Brandon Lester, if you look at his Bassmaster stats, he has not, I mean, out of like 10 events, he hasn't had an event wor- or worse than 35th, and most of his finishes are within the top 10. So it's just super hard to get away from Brandon Lester. I think he finished second in AOI last year. Maybe he's got a little chip on his shoulder heading into uh, the beginning of this season. Um, he won the he won the Kissimmee Open last year. Yep. This time of year, exactly. Yep. The dude's just on fire in Florida, so um, I'm not going to bet against him. I'm taking Brandon Luster, he's fishing real good. Heck yeah! I think I'm gonna. Can I change after listening to Brandon? Can I change my? <laughs> Well, we know Adam's going to, so you oh, must. Oh, <laughs> oh, I got him. I hope got Adam, dude. I, think no I don't think. Oh, my gosh. That's good. Andy? Well, I'm going north. I'm taking Chris Johnston. Him and, mm-hmm. him and Corey have both done really well at Okeechobee. I think Gussie has even done really well at Okeechobee when they're on the FLW tour. There's something about Canadians and grass fisheries. And they just jive. I know where Chris and Corey um, are from north of us here, like Buffalo. They live on a chain of lakes that's just filled with grass. And it fishes very similar to Florida. So I am 
taking Chris Johnston. I like that pick. Mm-hmm. Corey did well on the Harris chain down here for the uh, all three of them did. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Parker, remember they really shared won. information. Sorry for interrupting, but all remember three? that it was the FLW. It was the coolest FLW, but all three of them figured out that stinking grass bite and crushed them. Oh, I think Bailey's talking mean, about the Toyota series. Like, oh, really? Sorry, two weeks ago. Yeah. No, who? Wait, who's the third one? Corey and Chris, and who else? No, they no, were I traveling with that. Gussie. Yeah. Oh, Gussie. smashed oh, him gotcha. on the Harris chain on an opener. Yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. Okay. Part of me really wants to, uh, Boomer, you were talking about rookies and how they show out in their first event. And on this trend of Canada, I really, really right. wanted to pick Cooper Gallant. But, uh, I mean, also looking at Brendan's theory of 30 percenters and up, and I don't know how people aren't picking John Cox to win this. No one has John it. Cox and it's yeah. Florida. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to. It's I, I have way more confidence in a John Cox in Florida, especially this time of year. I, I'm going with John Cox. He's going to have two rods on deck, a black and blue Senko, and probably like a a June bug one because it's Florida. Get, it's, it's a Berkeley General. Get it right. Yeah, sorry. Berkeley General. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Stick bait. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Deacon? Man, so I, I am picking somebody that no one has picked, so that's great. Uh, I've got Corey Johnston uh, instead of Chris. I think that it's, it's Corey's uh, – Corey's time. Um, I think that he started the, the season off great just in a Toyota series. Finished, what, top five, I think, at uh, at the Toyota series that was on, I don't know, somewhere. Harris Chain, right? Um, and so I think that uh, he finished higher than Chris did, too, in the uh, Tack Warehouse Pro Circuit or at the time the FLW Tour event here in 2018. And I think that this bucket is loaded, but that's my pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like this comment too from James Fishing. Corey gets that blue one right off the hop. And that was going to be my business from the Bass Boat hoodie giveaway. Just F1. Oh, word. I saw the Perfect. blue right off the top. Get awesome. that blue trophy. Hey, can well, I give my hat away? I got some guy's name written down here. No, we're going to give two. All right, deal. Yeah, James. Can we go back to back? Let's do it. We can do back to back. Japes Fishing, get in touch with us. You got yourself a business from the Bass Boat hoodie. Send us uh, your address and size sweatshirt. We'll get that sent out to you. And uh, Brennan. All right. My guy's name is Brian Nikuin, and he made a comment uh, at the very beginning that we started off uh, like an AA meeting, and I thought that was funny. So (laughs) (laughs) you weren't wrong. That's true. That does sound like a, I mean, a podcast does sound like a start to an AA meeting for the yes. most part. Let's say, I think I even put it on the screen right off the hop. I was like, this is. Yeah, hilarious. there you go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I love That'll it. get yes. a hat every time. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. <laughs> well, Brian, if you're, if you're still around, hit us up and uh, get your address, get you a do it mold hat sent your way. Uh, bravo, bravo on the comments. Um, all right, so to round out the fantasy fishing portion, uh, Boomer, what do you think total weight-wise for the event? What's it going to take? I put 84, three. 84 pounds, three ounces. Brennan? I went 89.9. Uh, I will say Wes's news really scared me, but at the end of the day, these are some of the best fishermen in the world. They're going to catch what lives there um, relative to the size based on the time of the year. And as long as the conditions hold up, I think 89.9 is – attainable 
Okay. I like that. Uh, I did leave my weight up here on the screen. I went with very, 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 very close to what you had with 89.12. That's just a little bit too much, but that's pretty close. I'll take, I'll take the over. I'll take the over. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, Andy? That's funny. 87.13. Okay. okay. Deke? So we're all in the I, same general yeah. vicinity. I'm right there with you guys. I'm at 88.9. Oh dang! All right, well, so we're all except for Boomer yeah, down there. It's gonna be like seventy downer. <laughs> it's gonna be like I told you, you idiots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey. A great question here for Mister Haig. Something that's really cool. Uh, a lot of honestly news around this year, but uh, Boomer's giving us the crotch shot before he left. Um, Larry, <laughs> Larry Nixon back on the Elite Series. Exemption. Yeah. How do we think he's gonna do on his uh, his uh, return to the elites. Well, I think so. Who who was uh who who just did well in the invitationals event? That was an older guy. Was it Paul? Uh, Paul Elias. He did well. Yeah, I think it was Paul Elias. But just slowed down, man, and just cracked him. And I could mm-hmm. I could totally see um, the same kind of situation with someone with some history. Spent a lot of time in Florida over the years. I I would love to see Nixon to come back as you know. Jake and the Legends exemption, people. I mean, I, honestly, if you're a Bassmaster rookie, whether last year or this year, it's got to be kind of cool when you kind of when you go into the season you're launching and there's Rick Clun, Larry Nixon, you got legends of the sport currently like Hackney, BP. Like, it's got to be pretty interesting being, especially like when you were just a regional angler a couple of years ago. Now you're on the Elite Series and then you're fishing against Larry Nixon. It's like if if it's your area and Larry Nixon pulls up, you just say yes, sir, and you just leave. <laughs> like, this is yours. <laughs> oh man! But uh, excited to see him back on the trail. And uh, before, actually, we'll, we'll save this for the end. Um, but we're gonna go and do drain the lake here. <laughs> Let me get that all set up here for the talk through this. I'm gonna leave my picks on here because there's too many picks to have to go through here um gosh yeah it's only one list so there's really no buckets to go through but let me get the screen up this will be my first year doing drain the lake so yeah same same here you can't pick the same angler throughout the year or can you no No, yeah that's right so to lay it out for people that are as well the same as us doing drain the lake for the first time drain the lake is uh, you can pick, I believe it's eight anglers. Is that correct? Eight yep. anglers. Eight, yeah. um, and once you pick them for an event, you can't use them again for the rest of the season. So you have to be very strategic. And when you pick certain anglers, you have to sacrifice some. Like if you're, if you like Chris Johnson for Okeechobee, he could go and win it. But also the smallmouth herbs, you can't count the Johnsons out as well. Do, do you save them for the end of the season? So it's kind of a cool little strategy that goes into it. Um, there's always a couple of leftover anglers, correct? Just being that there's a hundred and what? Yep, there's there's leftovers for sure, yeah. without a doubt. Um, <laughs> enough for uh, Boomer to leave all his rookies off. I just can't stand this. You guys didn't hear me go to the bathroom, did you? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Was it like a Ace Ventura that old movie where the guy has the mic on? He's in the bathroom. <laughs> yep, that's all we heard. I had that fear. We hear all the grunts and everything. Okay. All right. I, I had to train the dog. Okay, guys. <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's put this up here. 
Uh, and we'll we'll make these relatively quick because we did go through our strategy for fantasy fishing, so we're not going to emphasize too much on eight new anglers for the event each. But uh, I'll fire off my picks here, similar to what I had uh, for Group A. I have John Cox. I went with Kobe Krieger, Scott Martin, Mark Menendez, Cliff Prince, Bernie Schultz, David Mullins, and Clifford Perch. So kind of went heavy Florida bias for this one. But uh, threw in a little curveball with Menendez and Mullins for this one. Hmm. What do you guys have? Well, we'll start with uh, Deacon. Who do you got for Drain the Lake? I'm like going through them right now. I've got five so far. You got five? All right. So who has eight? Who has eight? I, mean, who I got eight. That? I'll go with he it. He does, dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 proof. <laughs> proof that he's going. Yep. <laughs> so um, I have Cox, Martin, Krieger. Hackney, Bill Lowen, Cliff Prince, Hudnall, and Bernie Schultz for my drain moment team. I like the Bill Lowen pick. Just catches them everywhere he goes for whatever reason. So, Brandon? Uh, I'm going Scotty Mart. I'm going Scott Canterbury. He didn't get a lot of attention in our conversation earlier, but he's got a lot of experience here. Uh, J- Jason Williamson, another kind of sleeper. Brandon Luster. John Cox, Cliff Prince, Colby Krieger, Greg Hackney. I like it. Boomer? Uh, I got Mike Huff, Daryl Gleason, just because I have hmm. – because I was getting him out of there. Auten, because he's a fan of mine. Uh, Benton, because I didn't pick him in Group A, and he is a Florida hammer. I hate not being able to use him later, though. This is a goofy one. Chad Pipkins, I know he pre-practiced down there. Hmm. Guys got to do, and then uh, David Gaston is another rookie, and I man, that rookie thing's big. He's a uh, last NPFL guy, right? Gaston was an NPFL guy, yeah. That a uh, little side note: NPFL through the opens, nine the nine guys that qualified this year, four of them came from the NPFL. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of guys use the NPFL. It's kind of that way to learn or stepping stone or whatever. My last one is Brian New. He won last year in his first year. I hate not being able to use him later because he's such a oh, phenom. Yeah. He's gonna have 40 rods on deck. I know. It's be fun he's just like he's a thrift monster. But the thing about this drain the lake that is weird to me, and I've never done it before, but obviously, but is you look at these guys and you're like, dude, I can't not use him later on down the road. You know what right. I mean? It's the hardest part, especially with Seminole coming up. All these Florida guys, like a lot of this stuff, it's different, but a lot of it does translate to Seminole. And uh, you definitely don't want to burn up all the the Florida hammers coming out of Okeechobee. Yeah, like one that we didn't talk about tonight too. That'll be interesting is Buddy Gross, Mm -hmm. who won on the Harris Chain last year. Who's one I'm saving for the rest of this year as well. uh, Right. Deacon, did you get your eight, or did you did. go through ours again? I'll take one from each of you. <laughs> you guys decide which one. Uh, <laughs> like to keep it close. Um, no, so I've got uh, Scott Martin, Greg Hackney, Scott Canterbury, Bernie Schultz, Bradley Holman, Bryant Smith. Uh, I'm yeah, Bryant Smith, uh, Stephen Kennedy, and then uh, Brian New. So basically, you took from all of our picks. Is that what that sounds like? <laughs> Guys, this is during the lake. You're going to choose like Florida guys, and then you're like, okay, 
Oh, I don't know. Dude, man. we'll split the trip with Zona since you're borrowing all of our data. <laughs> when you win, we'll just split it. We just formed some superhuman fantasy fishing team right now. It's a it's a timeshare. We all get like three hours <laughs> yeah. each. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we the serious angler think tank. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's good. Oh, I man. All right. So that was Drain the Lake. Uh, obviously, there might be some more emphasis emphasis into some of the picks as we go out through the year, depending on uh, what lake they're at. But Florida, all bets are off. So that's why we kind of kept it short and brief. Um, but I think to uh, to wrap up the show, fellas, we still do have some Hobie Shades uh, available. Like. So guys, keep firing off those questions. We're going to wrap this thing up here in a second. Um especially with this question. This one's going to be juicy. We're going to go around the horn here, and I want to get your predictions on who will be angler of the year and rookie of the year. Ooh. Brennan, kick us off, buddy. All right, so AOI, I'm I'm torn. Um, I think it's going to be, either be Lester or Brian New. Um, I'm going to go Brandon Lester, though. Um, I, I just think the season sits up super well um, for for a lot of these southern guys. Like our northern lakes that we have this year are more power fishing northern lakes. It's not nearly as finessey as we've seen in the past. So uh, I think some of these southern boys are going to have a, a real good shot at it. I think Brandon Luster has an honest chance. So go to Brandon Luster and then go right into rookie too. Go right into it. Joey Safuentes. Ooh. Cowboy oh, hat. Yep. That's a good one. Yep. That's a that good one. one. Wow. That's baller. Okay. Boomer. So I don't want any crap from you guys either, but I have to pick politics. <laughs> I'm going to start with. Oh, yeah, I know it. <laughs> but hey, there's the chance, right? Like, I'm his friend. So let's just say that I don't like him. All right. I think he's kind of a punk. Uh, but he's got this trend in his career going that he could be the next Van Dam. You know what I mean? Like, he just does. And I'm going to give you an example of why I had to pick him. So we were in our photo shoot last week, and we're, we're up on the beach. We're making a ton of racket. we got cameras out. There's no reason a bass would even want to be around us. And he goes, hey, have you seen this new buzz bait from blah, blah, blah? And I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, literally throws it 20 feet from the boat to show us the sound it makes and catches one. And, like, Burge was like, oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, this is what, this is what people have to deal with with this guy. When that happened, I knew I had to pick him again. <laughs> He's got to be the guy that can do two, right? Yeah. I told him that when that horseshoe comes out, it's going to bleed some. That's what I told him. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's so good. He's still in there. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a way up in there at this point. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I have it. It's on camera, me telling him that, and I'm putting it in the media event video because I couldn't believe it. Like, even Zach was like, Are you freaking kidding me? This is what we're fishing against? Homeboy just wheeled. He could have. He had just as much chance throwing it into the grass next to where we were parked. He's still going to catch one. You know what I mean? It was crazy. <laughs> so I got this feeling like if he's if there's the next Van Dam and he might be it. So, anyways, I got to pick I him because he that. could go back to back. He's in a good place with the little girl at home, and that's a I know how that is. I can get behind that. Yeah, and then rookie, I got to pick Sukup. Ah. Yeah, solid. Yeah, he's solid. one that could be good. I know Kachovi too. He's just like a dark horse. I feel like regardless of where you go, uh, it's hard to not pick him over Bryant because I love them both. I think it'll be one and two between the two of them. Joey is an amazing pick though, Brennan. Like I mm-hmm. love that guy. But I just think Sukup is like 
I think he was beyond, like he won every nation deal he did in Oklahoma for six years in a row. Like mm-hmm. he's traveled a lot. I feel like he's kind of got that in him. We'll see if he gets it. Thank you. Andy? I like it. Oh, I'm torn. Um, can I come back? I don't I don't know who I want to pick. <laughs> you guys have to give him crap. You can't just do this to me. Nah, we're biased. <laughs> he's, the, he's the chief, so we don't call penalties on him. <laughs> Sorry, Deacon. <laughs> uh, I, I'll go and I will say uh, that I think – it's been it's been talked about the past couple of seasons and they've he's made it up until the smallmouth fisheries and I'm going with John Cox this year and he's gonna because he's gonna last all the way up through Champlain he's not gonna make that run down to tie where he's uh, not had great events in the past when he run down to tie and he's going to last on the St Lawrence River when uh, doing well in that event shallow like a bad St Lawrence River what are you talking about it ends on St Lawrence River. Oh, buddy. We go St. Clair and then, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> okay. I was like, right. I don't think I slipped up on the schedule there. But, yeah, I'm, he's going to round it out and he's going to last. So, I, I'm going to go I'm gonna go John Cox for, for Angler of the Year. Um, rookie of the Year. I'm going up to the great white north of Mr. Cooper Gallant. He took my <laughs> – Me too. He took it. Uh, the kid's just yeah. like he, – he's super confident. Uh, I, I love that about him. Just like regardless of where he goes, he can bring the like. I mean, you look at the Johnstons, and that's who he's riding with. That's who he's learning from. Uh, I think he he's very successful in regards to where. I mean, you've seen on the opens, he's not afraid of to compete against. He doesn't care who you are. He's going to compete. Uh, he likes to find a bite that works for him, and I think that's something strong, especially a guy that, that has seen a glimpse of the big stage. So I don't think it's going to scare him too all too much going into his rookie season. But he again. Second on the opens last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's brutal. Mm. All night. One one. one, yeah. one. But, I got some feel good info for you, Bailey. I know for a fact that Cox is running forward facing imaging this year. Oh, uh, never mind. I don't want to pick him for AOI then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rumor the rumor I heard from a couple of the insider guys is that if he had had it at Owyhee, he probably would have beat Brandon. Really? Yeah, so Okay, well, here's here's the question though. He would be good grief. What was that? Because he has forward facing. I mean, I, I, does he know how to use it? I mean, is it I mean wacky wacky sure. rigging up shallow in three foot of water with forward facing. I'm sure he's well, in time in the off season with some guys. But he, I mean, like, how much off season does he need? He fishes what like. 30 tournaments a year. Like even if he struggles the first month and a half, you know what I mean? Like he's gonna be, he's gonna get a. It's not hard. Like a wave, in yeah. The North Country, especially, right? Like, yeah. you can see it's him. It's gonna be weird watching John looking down at the, looking down at his graph. I don't think you've ever seen him look at his graph before. Not gonna be. Well, I could be wrong. He could be ripping it off right now after his practice. You know what I mean? Like, guard <laughs> the wires out of the boat. <laughs> transducers, right? I mean, like he was like, I'm not running anything. Like that, the, on the year, he's like, I didn't want to do something I wasn't comfortable doing. So. I don't know. Yeah, losing AOY makes you pretty uncomfortable, I think. That's mm. valid. Yeah. Deacon, what do you got? Man, uh, I think my rookie was easy with, with Coop Gallant. I think uh, that guy's a hammer. It would be really cool to watch him. AOY, I just started looking at the past years, right, and who's who's been really close and who, who kind of deserves one kind of a thing. Um, and, dude, you look at like a – 
both the Johnstons have been very close many times. There's a lot of Northern at the end of this, this season. And then same with Patrick Walters, man. 2020, he finished third. 2021, he finished fourth. Uh, 2022, he finished fifth. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that one. I mean, there's a bunch that are that are really always right there. But I'm going. I'm going Patty Walters. Dang. Okay. He had. I mean, he's he was on a hot streak after he won that fork event. But I feel like it was a full season, and then this past year, like he kind of almost quieted down a little bit. You say that, but dude, he finished. <laughs> I mean, on the Elite Series, he finished fifth in AOI. Oh, did he? I mean, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, like. <laughs> That's that's doing it. That's yeah, I feel like he did like maybe just kind of fade off from uh like camera attention. Like you know maybe I mean? top tens. Yeah, he was like yeah. he's just yeah. outside like, camera. Yeah. Right. Like I wouldn't have guessed that he finished fifth AOI, honestly. So but but again, dude, he's coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny how that is though? Like he's not a favorite anymore because he didn't get the camera time. But like Reception in the MPFL, yeah, in the MPFL he got all the camera time. He yeah. won one. So yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Drew Benton. Drew Benton's always been around the top ten for AOI. Brandon Luster finished yeah. second last year. Benton, Luster had a had 10. a really good year last year, though. Yeah. I could see Luster's. I think really starting to show his true colors. Like he's always been that way. He's just really finding a groove. Yeah, like, David Mullins is another one that's been right there. Austin Felix has been pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was it two years ago? Or was or was it? Yeah, Mullins uh, had a really solid run, I think, two years ago. Yeah, he finished in, in 20, uh, 2020. He finished second. And I think they were at – they, they're at Champlain this year, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, and they were at Champlain in 2020 as well, weren't they? That's when uh, Polonik won, right? Yep. Yes. It's Mullins. Yep, David Mullins, I think, had a great event there too. He had a really good shot to win. Write that it. down, Adam. Ish. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. <laughs> Deacon Bennett, we have our feud for the year. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love it. Oh, I love it. All right, Andy, round us out. Rookie of the year is Coop Gallant, and then my AOI is going to be Jason Christie. Mm. Lay wow. Lake. Seminole, Sabine River, St. Clair. He'll have a shot to win all of those. It's true. Yeah. I like the I, the only reason, them. like everybody thinks he's a smallmouth genius, but you realize that when he won those St. Clair tournaments, it's because he had the he had panoptics before everybody else, right? Yeah, and he was cracking him on a tube with twenty pound test and a flipping. He stick. was looking at him and throwing <laughs> right at him. <laughs> and the rest yeah. of us were like, "What's forward facing imaging?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta go. Steve Kennedy for AOI. It's his Bailey tribute season. <laughs> we need something to give away. We think uh, Kevin also had another comment in here about he was surprised you didn't take Taku, and that's why I was trying to find because that was going to be my Hobie Eyewear winner was the fact that Kevin was kind of picking on you for your abundance hey. of picking the same people. That's hey, true. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> find so. somebody who works for him. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and most of the time they don't work, but it is what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, Kevin, hey. Kevin's the winner. It worked for fantasy last year. It's not did. the way we scored it. I like it. Kevin, congrats, dude. We got some Hobie Eyewear shades headed your way. Uh, get in touch, and uh, we'll get uh, get your address and all that jazz, and we'll send it in your direction. 
But boys, uh, I think so. We're about to wrap it up, but there's one thing that I don't want to ignore tonight. That I don't know if you guys saw it, but KVD officially retired today. Mm-hmm. One, his last season is 2023. He made sure it's known that he's not leaving the industry. He's not going to ghost everyone in bass fishing. He's still going to be very relevant and active in the future of bass fishing. But uh, it's an end of an era when it comes to tournament fishing because KVD is, uh, is taking a step back. But. Oh. I wonder if he pulls the Tom Brady and comes back. <laughs> <laughs> all the greats I mean, tend to do it, all right? Brett Favre, Tom Brady. Miss it. Like, it, does all... anybody want to put some money on it? <laughs> oh, I I like does, where does he come back to, though? Where does he come De- back? Definitely Bass if he comes back. Yeah. I don't think he will Ooh. come back, but if he comes back, I will put money on the fact that he goes to Bass. Yeah, it'll be in – it won't be next year, but I could see it being in, like, three or four years when he's like, you know what? I missed the tournament fishing. I need to go back because he's still got so, plenty of time. So you know that every one of those guys that has an AOI or a classic win is allowed a Legends exemption, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. So what does he have, like, 48 of them? Yeah. <laughs> classic wins, AOIs? Yeah. So he could, like, get home, garden for a few months, be like, <laughs> I'm a professional angler. I'll use one of my 48 legends exemptions and bop into bass. <laughs> Bumps into I his buddies. Me. Do you want a legend exemption? I got one for you. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> if he can sell them. Yeah, yeah, Auction them off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could so I could see him going back to bass, but not fishing. I could see him doing like if Zona decides to leave or Davey, I could see him oh, he'd be, yeah. commentating for sure. Yeah. Top line commentator, Tony Romo style. Exactly. Hopefully, yeah. I feel like Tony, Tony Romo twenty twenty two with that than he ever did playing football. Man, like he's For in sure. commercials and all kinds of stuff. You mm-hmm. know? Well, hopefully, he doesn't decline like Tony Romo did with his commentating. He was horrible this year. Yeah, money's money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, I, I think he's too. I think he's the Michael Jordan. Like, I think if he doesn't fish, it's because he's trying to be a pro golfer. I think he's the kind of guy that would race you to throw this trash away at McDonald's. Like if you were on your way to the garbage can, he would like race you to push the thing in and be like, ah, faster than you. You know what I mean? I don't think he goes away from the sport. I don't think it's possible. I can see it. I mean, he's still got the fire in him. He's still, he's still, you know, on specific events. I mean, Chickamauga two years ago, like he's, he's still got it in him. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I I could see, I believe uh, I would think the reason he's leaving is probably because his kids are at that age where it's some pretty important life events. Probably doesn't want to miss those, I would think. Yeah. Um, but again, then again, who knows? But either way, if it is official that he's done tournament fishing, congrats to the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And uh, hopefully, uh, well, I'm excited to see what his next chapter would be in the fishing industry. And hopefully we, uh, he's not doesn't become a stranger to the tournament scene. For sure. I but uh Fellas, any last regards to the Lake Okeechobee event this year? Or this Good luck this year, this week. All of those who are competing in fantasy fishing this year, and also if you haven't yet, I would say hop in on the was it Serious Dangler? Is that what it is, Bailey? Like the big group no. that we have? That's just Serious Angler podcast. Serious Angler podcast. That's it, yeah. yeah. Yep. Serious Angler podcast. Link right. is down below in the show notes. Uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on MP3. If you, if you are playing fantasy fishing, want to hop in the group and win some prizes at the end of the year for uh, how well you do in the group, feel free to join in. Uh, it's free to join. Um, but beyond that, yeah, fellas, and Boomer, Brennan, 
first first fantasy fishing episode welcome to the squad any uh any comments before we uh cap this thing off hopefully well, scott fun. scott leaves the trocars at home and <laughs> just together a monster bag four days in a row and we win this sucker so rumors <laughs> like i don't want to be around any of them like i'm out oh, <laughs> I, just I, I work for a distributor, by the way, so I gotta be—I I shouldn't say that. Right, I was gonna say of all people here who knows hooks, yeah. knows hooks. I'm here. Like on bashing one These of are the... my opinions. Okay. <laughs> like bashing one of the biggest product companies in the industry, <laughs> Eagle Claw. <laughs> no, it's super fun. Thank you guys for including uh, the rookie. And at the end of the year, when I'm all run across the road, beat down, you guys can be like. <clears throat> we told you a bunch of rookies <laughs> oh wait when the uh he's gonna smoke them he's gonna absolutely torch us and we're gonna be like all right yeah. who invited this guy yeah <laughs> we're like yeah, yeah sorry sorry boomer you're not we're not getting you back next year <laughs> we need a chance <laughs> yeah. but uh for real, so. heck yeah man uh for people that are tuning in if you haven't checked out alpha angler rods you definitely need to uh Boomer has a great lineup of stuff going over there, especially with some uh, new new team members this year. With Soka mm-hmm. was in the spring, correct? He was like late, like mid-ish year. No, we got him early last year. I was oh early last year. I don't know why I thought yeah. it was like mid-season, but and he got Burge this year and the team. Alpha's growing. Um, it's nice to see. And then of course, check out our, our friends over at Do It Molds. We stole Brennan for the show, and uh, just don't buy uh, victory hooks either. Yeah, yeah, all hooks are bad. Don't even use hooks anymore. All Don't hooks, use hooks. All hooks are bad. Yeah. Only troubles, troubles and weights. That's all you need. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, I think that is going to cap it up. Before, Before we, we get started, started. we ought to close this one down. Yeah. <laughs> Getting out of hand now. Good night. <laughs> Folks, appreciate y'all. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs>